How to give a presentation to the Imperial Court while accidentally committing light treason by making a friend. From Civil Wars, Whistleblower Tactics, Schematic Drafting, and the Finer Points of Sith Adoption, the Essential How-To Guide for the Engineering Jedi, by Jack Daw read by Sam Gabriel, based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 6 In the Ruins of Yesteryear To say that the cocktail party was more chaotic than any other Veers had attended would be an understatement. Much as he had suspected, the usual guest list had been expanded to include a couple of unusual additions, aside from the regular officers and their families. Additions who had only the vaguest of pretenses as to why they were there, or didn't even bother to hide the reason for their sudden appearance in an event that normally wouldn't have even blipped their radar. Said reason was currently happily chatting away to three utterly charmed older ladies about, if Veers's ears weren't deceiving him, the power fluctuations inherent in the latest model of twin ion starfighter engines, and how he was hoping to work those down by a significant percentage before implementation, all the while bouncing one of the youngest toddlers present on his hip as the little tyke dozed off against his shoulder. If Veers didn't know the boy better by now, he would have been impressed by how effortlessly he managed to be the center of attention for nearly the entire party socializing with various people regardless of race, gender, age, or species, holding everyone seemingly spellbound as he flitted around the room like a hummingbird dressed in fine black to whomever grabbed his attention at the moment, a black that was matched perfectly to the looming shadow of his commander, who was always hovering protectively behind Lars at the edges of the room, only a few arms' lengths away at all times instead of his usually stationary presence in one corner or another, more than one party guest had been startled to the point of spilling their beverage as they suddenly registered the presence of the Dark Lord gliding silently along the edges of the room, a black specter seemingly tidally locked with the bright sun darting around the party. A specter the boy was as happy to engage with as ever, much to the dismay of whomever he was talking with at the moment, when he asked Lord Vader for his input or simply dragged the Dark Lord into one conversation or another, something that Lord Vader oddly didn't seem to mind. Handing the sleeping toddler back to their mother now that she'd stopped fussing, Lars bid the trio of ladies a warm goodbye before walking back to where Lord Vader had been silently standing at the edge of the room, dodging various senators and nobles vying for his attention with an eerie sort of grace along the way. Following the lad's path across the room a bit longer, Veers glanced sideways to where his son was clearly doing the same. His son, who had the single most dumbfounded look on his face as he tracked Lars across the room like a hawk, he snickered softly, drawing Zev's attention back to him instead of the boy he was clearly trying to fathom out. "'See what I mean?' he asked, feeling just a tad smug and being proven right. Zev gave him a sullen glare for a moment before refocusing back on Lars. "'And you're telling me this is just how he always is?' he asked, ignoring Veer's own question. "'This isn't just some mask?' he snorted. "'Would be easier to understand if it was, wouldn't it?' he retorted knowingly before shrugging a shoulder. But no, this is pretty much who he is. Perhaps a bit more moody on occasion in private, and mysterious as anything, but this, this is genuine. Zev opened and closed his mouth a few times in a rather good imitation of a Mon Calamari, before eventually seeming to realize how he looked, and shutting it in favor of slowly shaking his head in quiet disbelief. Attack of the troopers along the walls, and the person he's talking to right now are also due to what you told me earlier, he quipped sounding both resigned and baffled at the same time. 
eyeing the eerie presence that was the completely silent troopers in pseudo-armor standing guard along the edges of the room, seven of them clearly fixated on only one person and his immediate surroundings, Veers could only nod. Like I said, he murmured softly, the only one they currently seem to hold in high regard than Lars is Lord Vader. And if you remember anything from what I told you about them, you'll know exactly what that means. Sev paled slightly and nodded wordlessly. Good, he remembered. And as for Lord Vader, he trailed off with a sigh, well, look at them and tell me yourself, have you ever heard of anyone talking to him like that before? Both their eyes wandered over to where Engineer and Lord were apparently deeply engrossed in whatever conversation they were currently having, judging from Lars's excited gesturing and Lord Vader's complete fixation on the young man in front of him, interjecting occasionally if Lars's occasionally thoughtful or attentive looks were anything to go by. A quick glance around the room told Veers they weren't the only ones watching the odd duo's interaction with vivid interest. Half of all the people present seemed to be engrossed with watching the two as subtly as possible, some with clear courtesy in their eyes others only annoyance and impatience, with the latter mostly belonging to the various nobles and senators, all of whom were clearly reluctant to stray too close to the Dark Lord's presence, presumably because they were just as capable as any other sentient in the room on picking up on Lord Vader's rather irritable temper tonight, a temper that only seemed to be soothed by Lars' presence. Something which Zev clearly noticed as well, if his expression was anything to go off of. No, he admitted, I haven't, but then again, he added with a wry look, I haven't seen him nearly as often as you have, Dad. Fair enough, he agreed. But aside from that, anything else? Zev shook his head. Nothing I can think of at the moment. So then you'll admit that you're at least somewhat curious now, son, he asked with a grin as he crossed his arms, watching with just a bit of glee as his son realized he'd been outplayed. Zev groaned theatrically, even as he kept his voice down to avoid drawing any unwanted attention. Fine, he grumbled. You were right. Happy? Very he agreed. Now, do you want an introduction? I'm pretty sure Lars will be curious enough about you as well. Zev bit his lip as he looked pensively towards where Lars was now laughing, presumably at something Lord Vader had said. And that was a thought Veer shoved away as quickly as he could. Despite what the name might imply, he doubted there was enough alcohol at this party to deal with the concept that Lord Vader might have a sense of humor. Yeah, Zev said eventually, looking at Lars with the same half-curious, half-wary look that Veers remembered all too well from the boy's first few weeks aboard the Lady. Yeah, I think I like that, Dad. Then follow my lead, he said as he put a hand on Zev's shoulder. They both seem to be in a good enough mood to tolerate an interruption, so we should be fine. Zev nodded and let himself be led as they both slowly made their way from where they'd been standing towards the duo that seemed to be the linchpin of the evening so far meandering across the room in a manner that was purposeful but didn't make them stand out, he eyed the situation in front of him. There was practically a bubble of space around the two, with various aristocrats and politicians hovering at the edges, clearly tempted by the lure that was Lars, but rightfully wary of the boy's looming guardian, something which both of them no doubt realized, judging by the occasional glances Lars cast at their spectators and the clearly hostile air that surrounded Lord Vader whenever one particularly brave or foolish soul straight too close. Veers pursed his lips at that observation. He and Zev had an advantage over the others in that he worked closely with Lord Vader and had thus far managed to keep himself on the Dark Lord's tolerance side, not to mention that they would hopefully see he was only there to introduce his son to the two, no social climbing intended. However, with Lord Vader, nothing was ever guaranteed. The safest strategy would be to see if they could get invited into the social bubble instead of merely chancing it by barging in, 
something of which they had at least a chance, seeing as social butterfly Lars was involved. He kept a close eye on both Engineer and Lord as he and Zev made their approach, directing his son to slow down until he saw what he presumed was a lull in the conversation, at which point they made their approach. Stepping forward confidently, yet respectfully, he breathed an internal sigh of relief when he was proven right, both of them catching Lars's eye as the boy's face lit up. "'General Veers!' Lars greeted enthusiastically. "'It's good to see you again!' And with that, Veers knew they had an implicit invitation for conversation, when he had the feeling even Lord Vader wouldn't protest. As he and Zev now easily made their way towards the two, Veers could nearly feel the affronted and, dare he say, jealous glares from the circling nobles. After all, they had yet to be allowed even near the young rising star, let alone be acknowledged as a welcome presence, something that probably vexed them like nothing else, since he doubted they'd ever had to treat an engineer as their social superior before, but with Lord Vader's blessing and protection, not to mention the Emperor's interest, there was no question of who was top dog this evening, and for once it wasn't them. "'Engineer Lars, my lord,' he greeted easily, towing the social lines with his address. He dipped into a shallow bow, subtly angling himself so that it was offered to both men instead of merely Lord Vader. It was somewhat risky what he was doing, but altogether it made for a greeting whose significance Lars didn't seem to notice, but Lord Vader clearly did and approved of, if the slight increase in ambient temperature was anything to go by. "'Risk and to be rewarded,' he thought to himself as he released a bit more tension from his frame. Time to see if he couldn't drop a bit of the unspoken act of these parties. "'It's good to see you again as well, Engineer,' he said, offering the lad a small grin. "'I was actually hoping to speak to you for a bit before this, but you seem to have been rather busy these last few days.' The lad blew out a tired breath and for a moment looked just as young as he actually was. "'I know,' he grumbled. "'But I was booked stem to stern up until this afternoon.' would still be, actually, if Lord Vader hadn't figured out that someone had leaked my emergency conference codes. Apparently someone was determined to waste my time, he growled as he crossed his arms, the near-childish annoyance of his expression offset by the severity of his uniform and the information he was imparting. Leaked? he asked, barely remembering to keep his voice down low enough to keep the info from any listening ears. Indeed, the deep mechanical rumble of Lord Vader sounded. Whomever has done so will come to regret that decision dearly, should I uncover their identity. He growled out in a tone that Veer's new promised a slow, painful death and sent shivers down his spine. Whomever the imbecile was that had decided to violate the confidentiality agreements on an Imperial project this high profile in such an idiotic way was dead meat, no question, and Veer's felt no sympathy for their inevitable fate. There were stupid plans— and there was whatever this idiot had tried to accomplish. "'Are there any hints as to their identity, my lord?' he asked, the severity of the situation coloring his tone. "'If they leaked something like this, they might have disclosed more sensitive information as well.' Lord Vader crossed his arms heavily over his chest and radiated absolute menace as he ground out the next words. "'I have my suspicions, but if they are who I think they are—' They are likely to be as stupid as they are clumsy with this information. We will know if there is another leak. The final statement was said with such finality that Veers couldn't help but agree. But anyway, Lars said, cheering up significantly and interrupting the Dark Lord in a manner that he would have thought suicidal in anyone else. That's not exactly a topic for a party now, is it? You said you wanted to speak to me, General Veers? Equal parts grateful for the subject change and baffled by Lord Vader's easy allowance of it, he took the opening with both hands. "'Yes, actually,' he agreed promptly, taking a subtle step back to draw Zev more into the foreground of the dark duo's attention. "'I was hoping to mention beforehand that my son, Zevulun, 
would be joining us for the rest of this event. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but I hoped to make introductions nonetheless, he said as he nodded towards his son, hoping that Zev got the cue that it was his turn to speak. But before that could happen, Lars's eyes sparked with recognition, and the boy excitedly clapped his hands together. Oh, see so you're Zev! he exclaimed happily, ensuring that at least the nearest few listening eavesdroppers heard, and in the next few minutes, the entire room. Your father's mentioned you a couple times. Your texting game is strong, by the way. Ten out of ten. It very much confused him. Oh, no. Zev blinked a couple of times at the boy before grinning widely at a manner that Veers recognized as spelling trouble letter for letter. Thanks. Can't say the same for you, unfortunately. Dad's told me only a little about you, but apparently the things you can do are absolutely wizard, he said as he held out his hand. Lars's smile turned slightly bashful, but lost none of its sincerity as he firmly shook his son's hand. Luke Lars, he introduced himself. Engineer, uh, call me Luke. Zevilin Veers, Zev returned with a wide grin. Compnor Subadult Group, call me Zev. And just like that, Veers wondered if he hadn't made a grave mistake. Something he saw echoed in Zev's face for a split second before he hastily stepped back again and made a shallow bow to Lord Vader, who had been watching the exchange in complete silence, and likely due to Lars's breach of protocol, had been completely forgotten in the introductions. Sith spit, and Veers could only watch silently as his son attempted to cover for his blatant disregard of the social rules of these parties, or even just basic protocol. And of course, my greetings to you as well, my lord. Zev hastily rattled off, pale in the face, but Lord Vader merely waved both him and his laps in etiquette off. At ease, young Veers, he rumbled, his tone betraying nothing that could mark insincerity, Veers hastily noted, and Lars hadn't tensed up in any manner either. And well met. Zev nodded faintly, color returning to his cheeks. Thank you, my lord. Lord Vader gave him a curt nod before refocusing his attention on scanning the room as Lars excitedly took over the conversation and the brief tension that had flared dissolved like spun sugar under a rain shower. Good. Now that we all know each other, what do you do, Zev? he asked, drawing all attention back to him and away from the fact that it was likely his sole presence that had had the Dark Lord this even-tempered. I mean, I've heard of Contlor before, but not the sub-adult groups, or what they really do. Care to give me the one-on-one? Sure. Zev shrunk with a grin, his brief moment of terror from earlier forgotten. If you explain to me what it is that you do that's apparently wizard enough to kick up all this dust. Deal, Lars agreed readily, and they shook on it. Nothing, Kampnor? Right, Zev agreed and launched into a spiel about what Kampnor was, how it worked, and what his own role in it all was. Veers mostly tuned it out in favor of observing the two boys, only chiming in when he thought Zev was getting a little too fired up for an explanation in public, and right under Lord Vader's nose, no less. But aside from all the turbulence that marked the beginning, he tentatively chalked up the introduction as a success. Zev and Lars were getting on like a house on fire, and Lars's charm was clearly working its magic on Zev, as his boy grew more relaxed and animated as time went on. Half the time he could hardly understand what they were saying, as both lads tossed around words and phrases that held no meaning to him, but that cracked them up like nothing else. And it was, it was nice to see Zev joke around and laugh with another youngster like that again, how old had Zev been the last time he had seen him just relax and interact with friends? Sixteen? Seventeen? Veers scoffed internally. Whatever it was, it had been too damn long. Lars had taken over the conversation at this point, explaining to Zev exactly what his duties aboard the Lady were, and the less classified details of how he carried them out. At some point Zev cut the lad off, and made some startled remark about something called scrap hunting, at which point Lars laughed and nodded. Leaving the boys to their incomprehensible communication, he instead decided to take a page out of Lord Vader's book, 
and gauge the atmosphere around him. He immediately understood why his lord had been so overtly hostile whenever someone attempted to approach. From this angle it certainly seemed like everyone was watching their movements like a hawk, and they tried to be subtle about it, but it was pretty obvious even from the most subtle glances that they definitely weren't as engrossed in their conversation as they pretended to be, or if they were, it was without a doubt a conversation where they were the topic. Resentful, envious, and bitter was the impression he got from most of them, their curiosity and interest clearly playing second fiddle to the former, and it immediately brought up his hackles as he realized those looks were directed to his son as well, his son who had only just found a friend, and his mind was likely not even thinking of the cloak-and-dagger games of the elites at the moment. And yet he'd clearly just become a rival in the eyes of various players alongside his father. None of them met his gaze, but he could see how they eyed Lars and Zev with a gleam of greed and envy, respectively. What did they even see? A source of potential power and elevation of social status? A blockade in their way to getting that power? A rival, too? Did it even matter? They're just boys, he thought. Just boys finding a friend in each other. And yet none of the great and powerful even seemed to spare that a thought. Lars was a potential source of power to use if they could and eliminate if they couldn't. Zev was either an into that power or an obstacle in their way. Fucking hells. Did he hate aristocracy? So deep in his observations and thoughts had he sunken that he was almost startled when a deep baritone sounded off to his side. Vultures, the vocoder hissed, circling what they dare presume will be their prey. And it seems you have realized that as well, have you not, General? The red lenses turned on him, and Veers, for a split second, felt the very essence of what a vivisected specimen must feel like under the eyes of their observer. Then the second passed, and all he could feel was like his answer better be honest, as was usual when working with Lord Vader. So he simply made a derisive sound and gave a curt nod. They're rather obvious in their envy and intent, my lord, he agreed. If it wasn't for your presence, they would certainly... Well, he trailed off uncomfortably, realizing there was little chance of finishing that statement in any way that would aggravate his lord's temper towards the current guests. The red lenses stared at him for a moment longer before continuing their vigil over the two boys who were currently discussing something about video editing and assassination droids. Odd. They do well to keep their distance, Lord Vader rumbled. I would not tolerate them attempting to elevate their own status upon the back of my ship's head engineer. And that phrase was both a warning and a statement, if Veers had ever heard one, all but stating that his intentions here better be to just introduce his son or else. Thankfully, he had nothing to hide. One of the very first things you learned working with Lord Vader. I agree, my lord, he said honestly. The vocoder produced a deep rumbling sound as his commander surveyed the remaining gawkers and stared a particularly bold representative into backing away. Yes, he eventually said, tone inexplicably musing. I believe you do. Before he could even begin to contemplate what was meant by that, Lars shook his head while grinning and set his hands in his side while uttering a phrase that made Veers's blood turn to ice. Well, he said, sounding inexplicably amused, that's certainly one way of looking at it, though I can't say I'm surprised if you've spent your whole life in the core. Oh, force, no. Zev had promised he would not hear, not almost literally under Lord Vader's nose, and with the boy who was practically his protege, unaware and oblivious to his father's growing panic, Zev crossed his arms over his chest and raised an eyebrow in that signature pose that gave Veer's stress headache just looking at it. "'You disagree?' he replied. 
tone wary, but with that thrice damned fire already licking at the seams. Something that, he realized as his heart nearly dropped out of his chest, he wasn't the only one picking up on. Lord Vader's laser-focused attention now shifting over to the two boys. Lars, either supremely unbothered by whatever had provoked that response from Zev, or the owner of a better sabacc face than Veers had ever given the lad credit for, merely tilted his head as he adopted a thoughtful look. No, he replied at last, sounding very sure of himself. Not in the way you're thinking, at least, he clarified. But the full answer is longer than I really want to go into at the moment, not to mention not exactly appropriate at a party, so tell you what. Still frozen, Veers watched as Lars pulled out his data pad from Force New Wear in his uniform and pulled up something or other. I still have some people here I want to talk to, and explaining this would probably take half of forever, so why don't we continue this later? And I can tell you what I mean, Lars continued, as if this was just another day and not one of the most terrifying moments of Veers' life as he prayed to whatever was listening that Zev hadn't just almost committed verbal treason within earshot of the Supreme Commander while talking to someone effectively untouchable. Zev blinked once, then twice, before shaking his head. "'Yeah, sure. What are you thinking of?' he conceded as he leaned over the pad Lars was holding up. "'Well,' Lars drawled out, flashing a mischievous smile, "'thanks to some shenanigans earlier, I now have a much more open planner than I did before this afternoon. So if you've got time—' You could hang at mine while I talk your ears off. Sound good? Zev shot Lars a look that clearly said he doubted Lars would be the only one talking the other to injury, but nodded. Sounds good. I've got plenty of time, but if I had to guess, you don't. So when should we hang? Lars glanced through the planner he'd pulled up before settling on a particular time slot. I got tomorrow at three as the earliest decent chunk of time available. Does that work? Works for me, Zev agreed. Where can I find you? The Marble Spire, Suite 002. Luke answered promptly. All the troops know to expect you, and they can get rather overprotective. Ah. Zev glanced nervously toward the implacable troopers lining the room, seven of which were clearly keeping their eyes trained solely on them. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. I get the feeling they might use me for target practice if you don't. Nah. Lars dismissed easily with a wave, a bit too easily, if you asked Veers. They may look scary, but they can be goofballs when they want to. I'd introduce you, but, well... He subtly gestured towards said men. They're on duty at the moment. They are also highly trained veteran soldiers, Engineer Lars. A deep mechanical voice rumbled, nearly scaring the wits out of Veers and by his reaction, Zev as well. Young Veers' observation is not far off the mark, Lord Vader finished, having never taken his eyes off of the other guests. Lars shot Lord Vader a dubious look of the highest caliber. You're saying that they'd shoot Zev, a guy not much older than I am, if he showed up at the door asking to see me? If they perceived him as a threat? Yes, came the blunt answer. And while Veers knew what it was going to be even before Lars had finished his question, it was still a jolt straight down his spine. He couldn't even deny that the troopers would do that or blame them. To them, this was a mission assigned by Lord Vader to protect the one person that might rival him in sheer respect they held for him. That didn't take away that it was his son's potential death they were discussing, and he could do nothing but listen. Lars, meanwhile, looked rather taken aback at that blatant admission that the troopers assigned to him would kill without thought, if they even suspected it was necessary to protect him. Um, right, he said as his eyes shot between a paper-white Zev and the troopers stationed by the walls. Inform the Voltaire that Zev will be visiting, got it? Yeah, Zev agreed voice sounding just a bit too high as he too eyed the troopers warily. Yeah, I'd really like that, he cleared his throat, 
and the viewers could see him forcibly yanking his thoughts back on track. Anyway, see you on the trails, then. Lar shook himself out of his own similar state of shock and nodded happily. See you on the trails, Zeph. They performed the kind of handshake that left Veers blinking in befuddlement, and before he knew it, Zev was back at his side while Lars turned towards Lord Vader. Right, he said as he tucked his data pad away again. Now who was it you said was further worth talking to, my lord? Lord Vader, for his part, placed a hand on Lars's shoulder and began to guide him away while tersely summing up a short list of names, presumably hurting the boy to the individuals listed. Veers watched the strange duo wander away from them with a strange mixture of feelings, that was most dominantly featuring relief at the moment. Then he remembered that Zev was still standing at his side, and that the boy had broken his promise not to start a political debate with Lars. Steering his son to a more secluded part of the room, he rounded on Zev, and hoped he succeeded in keeping his face straight enough that the gossips would have little to work with. Zev, he growled lowly, what did I say about starting debates with Lars? Was standing right next to Lord Vader, no less. To say he was indignant when the boy rolled his eyes at him was putting it mildly, but before he could say anything, Zev put up a hand to forestall him. "'Before you say anything, Dad,' he muttered lowly, mindful of the ears likely trying to listen in, "'I know what I was doing here. More importantly, why didn't you say that Luke Lars was Luke from scrap hunting?' "'What?' His surprise must have shown on his face, because Zev didn't even bother to wait for an answer. "'You know,' he continued, impatience clear in his voice, the guy who runs the Scrap Hunters channel and went viral a few months back for showing up Sinar fleet systems by managing to upgrade a TIE fighter with literal outer rim scrap. Right, the way Lars got recruited, according to the coffin jockeys. What does that have to do with anything? He managed to ask. Tad, Zev said, sounding thoroughly scandalized and exasperated for some reason. Never mind, he muttered. Suffice to say, I didn't know I already knew of the guy you were introducing me to, but I have some knowledge of how he sees things, sort of. He grew up in hot space either way, so it's not like he's got a soaring opinion of them to begin with. That doesn't take away from the fact that you were about to start a debate with Lars, with Lord Vader with an earshot, he hissed out. Zev, what were you thinking? With those words, Zev looked him square in the eyes, that familiar fire burning in his own. I was thinking, Dad, he enunciated slowly, that I was taking a calculated risk that clearly paid off. I knew what I was doing, and I gave it my best shot, and it worked. Luke agreed to talk more about it, so I clearly didn't scare him off or offend him, and it was more natural than whatever else could have happened if I'd bit my tongue. Besides, he continued icily, aren't you the one who goes by the phrase risk and be rewarded? And that, he could admit that stung. Damn it all, the boy was right, and even he couldn't deny it. Lars had agreed to make an appointment, a long one too by the sound of it, because Zev had played his cards at just right. Dangerous, but right. Still. You're right, he admitted begrudgingly. I do say that. But never have I applied that to attempting near treason right beside the heir of the Empire. For the love of the Force, Zev, did you even think about what could have happened if you'd been wrong? I did, came the ice-cold reply. And I doubt it would have backfired on you, Dad, since you were all too happy to stand quiet while Lord Vader discussed my potential execution for the great crime of knocking on a door on an hour. Because unlike you, I understand the concept of subtlety, he hissed back, just as cold. If I had spoken up in that moment, do you think it would have done you any favors if I indicated that I would protest, here, now, with troopers all around? 
They might follow me, Zeph, but they're Lord Vader's men, first and foremost. What? Zeph scoffed. So I wasn't a risk worth taking? You are not something to risk, he ground out. You are never something I could risk. For a split second he thought he saw something flash across Zev's face, something fragile and vulnerable. But then the split second passed, and all he could see again was icy disdain and a fire in his son's eyes. Hypocrite, he accused flatly. So you got to risk it by introducing me, but I have to remain safe and quiet. Those things are not the same, he argued hotly. I knew what I was getting into with Lord Vayner. I knew the lines, so did I, Zev snapped before quickly regaining his composure and stop evading the question. You get to risk yourself, but the moment I follow your example, I am the one who doesn't understand what I'm doing. Yes, he snapped, and instantly regretted his words when Zev's face became as blank as stone. I see, he said quietly. Fortunately for me, that's not for you to decide. And with that he spun around on his heel and began to stiffly walk away like so many times before. He couldn't let it in like this again. Zev, he called, grabbing his son's shoulder, only to be shaken off. Swallowing hard, he decided to try one last thing. Zev, he tried again. Wait. And this time his son paused for a moment. Searching for his words before anyone else could come looking for him, he tried for honesty. Maybe it does make me a hypocrite, son, he admitted softly. And maybe it's unfair. But force, I couldn't stand losing you. Many things. But not you. Zeb made a derisive sound as he glanced back over his shoulder. Funny, he murmured. I could say the same to you, Dad. That doesn't stop you now, does it? And then he was gone. Again. How had the evening gone this wrong? The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Dockeray, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.